Welcome everybody to Mitchell Main's podcast. This podcast takes you inside on what Main Street organizations do, and we also interview other Ohio Main Street directors and nonprofits to give you the insight on their jobs and what they will be doing in 2021. We hope you enjoy the ride, so stroll on down Main Street of Van Wert, and we can't wait for you to listen to us. Thanks. Hello, everybody. My name is Mitch Price, and this is Mitch on Main's podcast. And uh, we are doing uh, episode one. And this is going to be, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Van Wert Main Street. And then we're going to have other Main Street directors and other nonprofits on this show as well. So today's guest, a very good friend of mine, uh, Matt from Medina. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good today, Mitch. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Can't, can't complain. So, uh, Talk a little bit about Matt. Um, Matt from Medina. He's a veteran um, Main Street director, uh, one of the ones I look up to, and um, we call him uh, the goat. He's the greatest of all times. I do at least. I'm not sure if anybody else calls him that. But talk a little bit about yourself, Matt, and how long that you've been doing it. Sure. First of all, thanks for having me as your guest today. Appreciate being your inaugural guest on uh, Mitch on Main. So I've I've been in the Main Street trenches for 20 years now. Um, I started out with a mixed neighborhood program in Toledo, Ohio, near the old West End, if people are familiar with that. And then I moved to the west side of Cleveland and worked on Detroit Shoreway, which then became the Gordon Square Arts District. And then in 2007, I started looking around for a new position and Medina had just applied and had been accepted as a Main Street program. And I was hired as their first director in 2008. I've mostly been here for 12 years. I did take kind of a one-year sabbatical and tried something else and didn't quite work out. So I'm thrilled to be back here in Medina. I've been back for uh, three years now. Awesome. How, how big is Medina? What's the... <clears throat> we're, yeah, we're a small city. I mean, most people think of Medina still as a very small farming town. Um, but our population is about 26,700. So we're pretty decent size, actually. Wow, that is that is great. So, so you've been, you said 20 years plus. I mean, just, just some yeah. of the stuff that, I mean, you've probably seen it evolve uh, Main Street in those years. And uh, I guess a two-part question is, so what what's the, like, how has your Main Street gone from your first year to now? Um, what, what, what changes? I know that's a, that's a, that's a probably a pretty big question, but like, just what, what do you see different? I guess, what do you see different as a Main Street Medina and then as yourself as well? Sure. So the first Main Street program I did, the one in Toledo was one of the first urban programs um, for a inner city or central city neighborhood. Originally Main Street was designed for historic small towns like Medina or like Van Wert. But then the National Trust worked with a funding partner and they wanted to do a test case and see if you could apply the four point approach and preservation into a neighborhood. So rather than a standalone city, it was taking a portion of a city that had a very unique identity. So I did that for two years. Um, It was it was really hard to get it off the ground back then. People didn't quite know what it was. They didn't think it was going to work. And quite honestly, Mitch, for a couple of years, it didn't work. 
But now, 20 years later, when I go back home to visit family in Toledo, that program is doing very well. The street is, is thriving. There are bars and restaurants and shops and stuff. So it's, it's kind of cool to be able to go back after 20 years and see that work. Um, and then when I went to Cleveland, it was kind of the same thing. It was an urban program in a neighborhood. <clears throat> and we really kind of used preservation and business development, economic revitalization targeted on the vacant storefronts. You know, at that time, I worked for Detroit Shoreway Community Development, which is a really wonderful nonprofit CDC on the west side of Cleveland. And they were pretty unique in that they owned a lot of properties. So they had pretty decent site control. And I really respected that even though our vacancy rate, this was 2003, I want to say our vacancy rate was maybe 60 or 70%, uh, which is pretty significant. Yeah. But, but what was kind of cool is the board said, you know what, we're not going to worry about just taking money. We want to revitalize this neighborhood with the right businesses. So they really kind of held out to get the right business mix in there and uh, make it what it is today. And then kind of similar in Medina. So we became a Main Street program in 2007. I was hired in 2008. And at that time, we had probably 25 to 30% vacancy rate on the first floor here in the, um, the late 2000s. I mean, this was right after, you know, the stock market crash. Um, Medina was still having some growing pains. So there were a lot of vacancies, but we really worked with the community and the businesses that did exist to kind of put together a plan of what they wanted to see happen. Now, as, as you well know, you can do the coolest plan or do the coolest event, but if it's not what people want, it's not going to really be that successful. So we did a lot of surveys and, and asked people, what would you like to see in town? What do you miss? Um, and that kind of gave us a map or kind of a guide of what we should target. Of course, the caveat in that, as, as you and every other small town knows, we actually have no control over anything, but we can influence things. So it's not like a lifestyle center where we have a master lease so we can tell businesses, here's the hours you're going to be open. Here's the events in which you're going to participate. And here's what we're going to do. It's really building those relationships and that sense of community and getting people to work together toward a, a common goal. So, you know, 2008, 25 to 30% vacancy. I think 2021 will mark We'll be entering our eighth year of 100% occupancy on the first floor. Now, that doesn't mean that we haven't lost businesses, but when we do, we don't have vacancies. There's, there's kind of an unofficial waiting list of businesses that want to come to the square. So it's, I mean, it's been a huge transformation. Medina is booming, even with this pandemic right now, good, bad, or indifferent. Our streets and sidewalks are busy, which is great for the businesses. It's a bit concerning for some, but overall, we've really kind of turned Medina from a sleepy uh, county seat into a thriving day trip destination following the Main Street approach. Wow, that's awesome. And in the vacancy rate, I mean, before I took this job, um, I didn't know I didn't know much about, but that's that's a huge, significant number that you guys turned into. Uh, a zero and went hundred percent. So, so you guys have people that like one building, say they move or close or whatever, there's just another one waiting for them to be in that building. Is that correct? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, somewhat frustrating sometimes because we as an organization don't own any buildings. <clears throat> um, it, it's, 
largely privately owned. So we really try and work with property owners to put in retail restaurants, things that are for the public. Um, but also being the county seat and our county courthouse is right on the square. We also have a lot of service businesses. So we have a lot of lawyer offices, um, accountants, things like that. And that's always the challenge with keeping first floor pedestrian friendly and pedestrian focused. Um, going to your local lawyer or your accountant doesn't really generate foot traffic necessarily for the rest of the businesses. But overall, you know, we've been doing this 12 years now. Um, people kind of see the vision and they've come around to really try and support what we're trying to do. But we really do push. We want retail. We want restaurants. Um, we also, a couple of years ago, I think in 2018, we actually expanded our district uh, to the south. There's kind of a, honestly, a wonky mixed use commercial residential industrial area that historically was our uh, industrial part. There's the river literally runs through it and the railroad tracks, um, but it had been so cut up and disjointed since the 1960s that we've added that to our district and we're doing targeted redevelopment there. We worked with Heritage Ohio and our state legislators to enact a revitalization district. So we were able to add, I think 12 uh, liquor license to help in business recruitment for entertainment and bars and restaurants. So it's been, it's, it's been pretty cool. And um, people, you know, you asked about the vacancy rate. So we have, we started our success by doing special events. Um, Medina's again, kind of weird. They started restoring the square in the sixties. So we're fortunate. We don't have those huge eyesore buildings that I see as amazing opportunities. So to generate interest, we started doing special events on the square. And by building attendance at the events, um, that's also how we were able to recruit some businesses because potential entrepreneurs came here and, you know, on a Saturday morning, we'd have five, 10,000 people around town and they thought, man, this looks like a good place to open our business. So by doing that, they see the quality of the work that's being done and people see the foot traffic that we've been able to generate and the tourism and partnership with our city and convention and visitors bureau and chamber so that really has helped us recruit and kind of fill the storefronts. So really just working as one unit with those three or four organizations to help fill and, and to really populate the downtown and yeah. um, with, I mean, with what you're doing. So let me ask you this. So how many, how many store or how many, how many buildings do you have in your district? And if oh, you I'm going to say, so our district is set up, if you think of a tic-tac-toe graph and put our park, our public square in the middle, um, that's our historic district. And then, like I said, we expanded two years ago. So total buildings, probably 80 or 90, but a lot of those are like on the side streets. So prime real estate for Medina is being on our public square, buildings that face the square. Secondary is South Court, which is kind of our traditional, you know, one street buildings on both sides. And then South Town, the expansion, it's all over the place, but it's kind of a continuation of South Court. So I say 80 to 90 buildings, but they're kind of scattered in some places and connectivity is very hard. Getting people to walk half a block, maybe past a parking lot or a service business 
we struggle supporting some of our retail because we just can't get the foot traffic to go that literally that extra step. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we have the same issues too. If you sometimes if you're right on main, you know, you, you, you don't walk past that business or, you know, and, and some we have central and a couple other streets that are close off main that people don't think that's still main street, but it is. So like yeah. really, you know, that's, that's a huge area. Um, to try to, um, you know, obviously market and fill. And so, you know, our jobs are, are, are pretty tough and we have to make sure we make sure everybody is um, all together and included in the main street, obviously. So, right. Right. So like through all this, obviously it's been a trying 2020 with COVID-19 and, you know, Van Wert was shut down for, I think, well, I think Ohio was shut down for at least a month, maybe longer than that. It felt like it was three years of my life, <laughs> but like, how are you guys, like, I guess, how did, how did you guys view all that and how many, how many businesses called you and, and say, you know, Matt, what do we do? You know, what, what's, what am I supposed to do? Or maybe they're still doing that because we got a lot of them <clears throat> that I think it made all of us kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And we it kind of forced us all to communicate with each other um, for the grants or the payroll protection or just really a lot of um, bonds that were made during it for us. Because, you know, we, we were kind of like the, the ear that listened to the businesses. And obviously that's what we're supposed to be doing. But I thought it brought kind of uh, our main street together and our businesses together. Yeah, it's it, it's been really interesting um, because in the past, we have been so event driven. And quite honestly, Mitch, because that's where probably 40% of our revenue is generated through sponsorships and vendor fees and and spaces like that. So by immediately taking away our special events, honestly, for a few days, I kind of sat at home thinking, what what am I supposed to do? And then we kind of rallied the troops and really focused on supporting businesses. You know, I think we all were closed down for close to two months. And I remember sitting home in my dining room every day, listening to the governor, you know, what's the daily update. So we started doing a weekly email. It's called Newsday Tuesday, where I would listen to the governor, talk to our health department in the city and get everything together and then send out that one email a week. And we told businesses, we don't know what the future holds we don't know where this is going but this email check it every week don't skip this one because this is going to be all the support that you're going to need anything we're trying to do to help you here's where you'll find it so we really used that to start the conversation um when businesses were allowed to reopen we went around and did special facebook features kind of the faces of medina to reintroduce to people these are the businesses we focused on safety protocol Uh, The city was able to purchase a a lot of face masks, so we helped distribute those. And a lot of it became the conduit between the health department and getting information from the state and then getting that to the businesses, whether, like you said, the PPP loans or best practices or even connecting the hand sanitizer. You know, so pretty much whatever we could do to help, um, we did it. And it was, like you also said, some new relationships did come out of that. And I think it was pretty cool that people seem to be a lot more engaged um, and aware of their neighbors. You know, we have a lot of gift shops in Medina and they all sell different lines of things, but they 
all kind of sell the same. I mean, we have, I don't know, five or six women's boutiques. They all have jewelry. They all have purses. They all have like scarves and stuff. But what we started to see when people were doing like Facebook live sales, it was really cool to see competing shops promoting and sharing their competitors' posts because they realize we're in it together. And if one falls, we don't want anyone to fall. So it was, it, it built up the partnerships and the friendships. And I do feel like people were kind of looking out for the neighbors and checking on them, which was pretty neat to see. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, obviously nobody's prepared for this. And, you know, I, I guess my thought was I remember sitting at home and, and laying, you know, like just thinking about it at night, like, what can we, what can I do? I need to do more. Like I need to yeah. do more. And it's, it's also nice. We're part of heritage Ohio. So, you know, whoever's a part of that is kind of one big family with main street directors. And, and there's a couple other um, people sprinkled in on that, but it's kind of nice to re, you know, rely and talk to them and communicate to other main street directors and get other ideas, whether it's, you know, social media posts or, um, you know, help out with the, the PPP loans or stuff like that. So that, that was extremely helpful for me, but, and I think the other thing is some, some, most of the business just wanted you to call them or go yeah. visit them when you can and, and just really check up on them. And that's kind of what we've been preaching a little bit. Like, you know, we know not everybody has a million dollars and can't spend it all in these shops, but if you would just go in there and check on them and see how the owners are doing or, you know, or, you know, if the boutiques, you know, drop them a coffee here or there, just let them know that you're thinking about them. I think that goes a long ways. And I think that helped out the morale in Van Wert. And I think it still does today. Um, I try to check on them as sure. much as I can. And, and I know that they probably got tired of me talking to them probably those <laughs> few months that we were shut down because I know one, one of our restaurants, like Mitch, we're good. We know if we need anything, we'll contact you. So that told me like, all right, Mitch, you need to back off a little bit, but what I like about Matt and Medina is um, he does a good job on social media. He does a great job with his events. And um, that's why he is one of the, the best uh, Main Street directors in Ohio. And uh, he, he's helped me out tremendously. He's helped uh, Main Street uh, Van Word out tremendously. What do you, Matt, what do you see as, um, as we kind of go into 2021? like the recovery mode, like, do you get a lot of feedback from your businesses of how they're doing or, you know, obviously everybody's, the theme is we can't wait for 2021, but there's still a lot of unknowns. We don't know that's going to happen. And, you know, how are you guys like planning for that? I guess. I, I think the biggest thing is the unknown. Um, you know, it's, we're very fortunate that even right now, I can look up my office window and there are people out shopping, which is great. Um, but it's, it's, we're in, you and I and, and other managers across the state, we're in an awkward position because the governor says, you know, stay home, our health department, stay home. But our roles are to promote our communities and to get people out. So we try and do that in a very cautious way. Anything that I post on social media, it's always mask up, watch your distance, stuff like that. I think going forward, you know, there's great hope for this vaccine, but I think we need to keep in mind that that doesn't mean it's an automatic force field around everybody, that this is very real. Um, it's, it is likely going to get worse over the next couple of weeks before it gets better. And it's, 
I mean, frankly, Mitch, I don't think any of us are going back to what we would consider normal. It's going to be a new reality or a new perspective on what we do. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, we're already, and I'm sure you are trying to figure out, will we be able to have our 2021 events? Um, if not, what can we do differently? Uh, you you and I, are, you know, we're pretty close. And you know, one of my favorite phrases is the gift and the curse of something. So through this whole thing, the curse has been, we've not literally been able to do anything like we have in the past. But the gift of that is that it has allowed us as a program to kind of take that step back and restructure things, um, look at things in a new way, things that, you know, maybe we used to do one way and maybe we hated it, but maybe it's because we've been doing it that way for 11 years. But the gift was we're like, you know what? We're gonna start fresh and start over. And I think that's maybe what some of the businesses are doing. We're fortunate thus far, we haven't lost any businesses uh, because of coronavirus. Um, I'm not sure that that trend will continue. I hope it does. I don't wanna lose anyone. Um, so I, I don't know. We don't, honestly, we don't know where this is going. We're gonna keep doing what we're doing. We're gonna keep working with businesses to support them and get them the resources that we can and come out of this a better and stronger community for 2021 and beyond. Yeah, and I, and I love that answer. Um, you know, I guess what, what we've kind of, as, as my board and, and me, like what, what we've kind of thought about, at least me is like, you're right, we're not gonna go back to the packed events, uh, not for a while, we're not gonna go back to you know, elbow to elbow, um, anything, like whether it's a concert, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be like this for the, probably the next year or two and, and possibly longer. But I think our mindset, my mindset was like, as I'm, you know, canceling these events and, and as, as main street directors, we're not event planners by no means, but we do have events that we need to fund our, our organization. So, right, right. you know, I, I've been doing it for two years plus, um, you know, you've been doing it for obviously 20 years. So like this was some heartbreaking stuff as we cancel um, some of our favorite events that we have every year. And and you're thinking, yeah. you know, I just remember we canceled one in July or I think it was June or July. And I'm thinking, you know, right now I'm supposed to be running around with my head cut off because of this event and I'm not. And so I'm like, I miss that. You know, you, you kind of yeah. take that stuff for granted a little bit, I feel. And, and, you know, you, you, everything goes so fast in life and work and, and, and this really, you got to kind of stop, slow down, think about it. But as, as 2021 hits, like, you know, as we do our events, our first one's chocolate walk in February, it's not going to be the max that we could do. That's uh, and right. that just doesn't work anymore. You can't have 500 people at one event anymore and so we have to think smarter and we have to think you know safety wise how are we going to do it i do feel like there are plenty of ways for for you know us as main street directors to do the event safely we just yeah. gotta think smarter and um it's almost revved up my mental a little bit then um because usually i'm so burnt out by the time <laughs> December hurt December hits and right. like I'm like man not another event but now like I'm like itching to go like I can't wait for our first event or you know in, in 2021 and yeah yeah we're we've worked really closely with our city who's a huge supporter of us and our health department 
um, for like our, our holiday candlelight walk. It's our biggest event of the year. It's a three-day holiday kickoff, decent weather. We'll get 30 to 40,000 people here over three days. And it's just, it wasn't going to happen this year, but it's also a huge, important time for the businesses. So rather than cancel it, we put together a plan and talked to the health department and, the, um, you know, I said, hey, here's what we want to do. Rather than doing a three-day candlelight walk kickoff, we actually want to do this over eight weeks um, and spread it out and call it hometown holidays. So there were a few a few components that we had to cancel, like our uh, big parade and the fireworks that we would normally do. But in the end, honestly, it's it's worked out a little bit better because the stores aren't so packed that you can't even get in. There's been consistent focus on coming here. We've kind of positioned Medina as a day trip. Um, and again, in everything, we're saying wear your mask. You know, come when you are comfortable. You don't only have to come Friday through Sunday. You can come anytime during the day over these next eight weeks. And it's actually been working out really great. People are liking it. We, of course, the gift and the curse of social media. The gift is it's a wonderful way to put stuff out there and reach people. But man, the curse is everyone can be that armchair quarterback. And, uh, yeah. You know, you can only take it so long. And then some people just keep hammering, like, why are you doing this? Why are you having these events? Yeah. And I found, like, you know what? Look, if you're not comfortable, stay home. But if yeah. you are, just wear a mask and watch where you go and you'll be fine. So yeah. uh, it's been That's a challenge, but our job is to keep going forward. That's so true. I just remember I was doing like weekly videos. Um, and then I would get comments, where's your mask? Um, you know, I'm doing selfie videos with my arm, like nobody's I'm outside, like, and people are like, where's your mask? You need, it does it. I mean, it gets, it gets to the point where it's really overwhelming and it kind of, I mean, it, it, it could break you a little bit saying, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're, we're just doing this to get some foot traffic downtown yeah. and, and try to help these businesses survive. Cause really that's all they have. Like, you know, we have a lot of business owners that this is all they do. This is their income. Right. And that's, that's all they, you know, that's all they have. So, you know, like we have one, three, three bistro just to not to single them out, but they've, they've had an up and down year, but yeah. those guys, these guys work so hard and, but that's all they do. And I mean, they, they try to do the best they can. And so that's why we, we you know, we introduced third Fridays. We haven't done that before. Other main streets are doing that as well. It's yeah. no, it's no uh, secret there, but you know, so far they've been okay. But like, like, like you just said, like, instead of having 30 or 40,000 people at a weekend, it's spread out where maybe that's more efficient. Maybe it's better for people. Maybe, you know, a lot of families don't like crowds. I know how that is. I'm not a bit, I don't like to take my three kids out and right. wait and the patients. So maybe, maybe that's the, the route you go in 2021. Has anybody like called you and said, Hey Matt, like, you know, we're, 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 we're struggling. We, you know, we don't know what to do. Like, has anybody called you that? Or are they just pretty like, you know, you're just kind of overseeing them a little bit and just making sure everybody's okay. Has any, have you had um, any of those conversations, I guess? Yeah, we, we have, you know, that's, I, I think what some people maybe don't realize is businesses were closed down, literally closed for two months. And then some were starting, they were allowed to reopen. So like restaurants, it was takeout only. We worked with the chamber and put together a specific webpage for every restaurant in the city of Medina, their takeout, their hours and stuff like that. Um, 
and some of them are still struggling. Retail seems to be doing okay. I am concerned about restaurants. So some of them, if they would call up and say, you know, hey, here's what's going on. We're, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pay my membership this year, or I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep the lights on this month. We would work to connect them either to the city or the county for um, the CARES funds or the PPP loans. But even for some of those people, because as you said, Mitch, a lot of them are owner, owner occupiers, you know, in, independent businesses. A lot of times self-employed people aren't eligible for the degree of unemployment or for the subsidies that, that we get. So we really worked hard to try and connect them with uh, funds. As I said, we haven't had any businesses close yet because of this. I'm not sure that that's going to be the same case in six months, but um, our, our community is very strong on local. We did a lot for Small Business Saturday, really putting the faces to the stories of the businesses. And when we go public with something like that, that this business is struggling, our community responds because they understand the value of the district and the businesses and kind of that secondary quality of life. So we've been able to really generate support and thus far help keep everybody open. Yeah, you guys did a great job with that small business Saturday featuring all those businesses. So great, great job to you. We're going to talk a little bit more and then we're going to do a rapid fire section. I just think right. it's I think it's just surreal. Like if you think about it, like I like I'm a, I'm a big reflect guy. So like I think about stuff and I probably overanalyze it. I worry and and I do that with everything, not just my profession. <laughs> I do that with my family and friends and all that. But I just think back like. Okay, you know, you're in January last year or this year, and like, you know, you heard a little bit of report of COVID-19. Well, then February kind of hits and you can just, you know, you're reading reports still. And we had our we had our chocolate walk in February. Um, That was the only event really we had last year to full capacity. And then all of a sudden the world stops and everything's closed. I mean, that that moment. You know, I hope nobody ever has to go through that. I hope my kids don't have to ever go through that again. But that's just a moment you're like, is this real? Are we in a movie? Are we in a zombie movie somewhere that, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, <laughs> World War Z with Brad Pitt and um, or something like that? I mean, it's just isn't that crazy? Wasn't that crazy? I mean, it's just it's just surreal. I couldn't. It, it is. No, I agree with you. And I think in many ways it still is. You know, when they first came out and closed everything and said, don't go out. I think people, they respected that. And, and for the time that everything was closed, I think people truly did stay home. I know I stayed home and worked from home for almost two months. But now, I mean, we're nine months into this, nine months going on 10 months. And I think people maybe were getting a little bit relaxed. I hate to say it with infections going up and unfortunately the death toll rising. I think people are, are taking it seriously again and really watching themselves. But it's totally surreal to think that all of a sudden this thing that we don't know and we can't see and we don't have details about it has affected every aspect of every person's life on this planet that's frightening yeah it's just it's just crazy to reflect and it just it does affect everybody and you know affects you around family when you know thanksgiving and christmas and there's a lot of hard decisions to make not only, you know, that, but like businesses and, and stuff like that. I guess the advice that I've given our businesses is sometimes you need a mental break and it's okay to, 
you know, close when you, when you feel like you need to close and it's okay to, you know, close on a, you know, a Sunday or a Monday that you're, you know, normally open. And cause you have to take these mental days um, and just really recharge your batteries. And that, that way you're okay, you know, and, and we, we've done a good job of checking up on all, trying to check up on all the businesses, but I, I just think it's so, it's, I don't want to say fascinating because that's not the right word, but it's just crazy. You know, like my wife has been home working and they're going to be at home working for a, a while. And it's just, yeah. it's crazy how fast it all went and at, at, and that slow at the same time, if that, that probably doesn't make sense, but no, it, it does. It does. But then think about how cool is it that technology is around so that we know about this, we can inform each other and even things like this. If you asked me a year ago, hey, Matt, do you want to do a podcast through Zoom? I'd be like, dude, Zoom to me was a kid's show I watched in the 70s. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool that even in our, our times, we have this global pandemic, but we have technology to help educate and to stay in touch. So, so there is yeah. some human connectivity that we're just not all isolated from everyone across the board. I, I agree with that. And I just... I, I think you're right. We have, we have adapted to the technology and where maybe somebody didn't know how to do a zoom can do it now. Didn't know how to do FaceTime can do it now. Um, and it's so easy to talk to your family if they live far away or another state. I mean, you can just, I mean, my, my, my in-laws live in Bluffton, Indiana, and that's about an hour away. And, and I think every other day, my wife and I, we, you know, we're constantly FaceTiming her. So, and, and, just to, you know, FaceTiming her sisters that, you know, just one just had a baby. So you're right that we, that is a positive to take out of this. And, and, and I think the other thing is we're probably, this is probably going to be the cleanest everybody's going to be, whether hand sanitizer and mask, but it is kind of weird. Like, it's not weird, but it's just like, and I'm just being real. Like you go to a store and we don't, I don't go too many places, uh, you know, yeah. other than downtown stuff, but like, you know, you go to a store in a pretty big store or a gas station and, everybody's got a mask and like a year and a half ago, nobody had a mask on. I mean, you right. know, so it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time. So. It's weird. All right. On that, we're going to do uh, some 10 rapid questions with Matt right. from Medina and you have to answer honestly, <laughs> and there are no wrong or right answers. So um, are you ready for the rapid ready. questions? All right. So here's best. the first one. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, Superman. What would you choose to be your superpower if you if you choose a superhero? So you said Superman. What's your superpower? Uh, probably to fly. I just think that would be the coolest thing to just jump and be able to go up in the air and go above everything and see what's going on. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, probably the money pit because it also mirrors my life story with I'm on restoring my ninth house. Oh, oh man. Jeez. Yeah. Money pit. You, you that's so that's a true story with you. then, right? Yeah. I, I, I got to say the scene where he's running up the stairs and they're literally falling yeah. out from underneath him. Yeah. I fell off the sofa laughing so hard. <laughs> hopefully, you didn't, hopefully you didn't go through the floor in your house. No, not yet. That is a good move. I haven't seen that. I need maybe I'll pre watch <laughs> Over the holiday. Strangest thing you have ever eaten before? A chicken foot. Chicken foot? Like I not a live it. one, right? No, goodness no. 
No, it was uh, boiled. I used to hang out with some theater friends on, on the near west side of Cleveland and the neighbors, a really lovely couple, the, the woman unfortunately passed away last year. Um, they were part Hungarian. So we yeah. would often have like potluck dinners. And somehow we got talking about weird foods or something and she brought over a bowl of boiled chicken's feet. Hmm. And I got to say, image, she's probably the only person in the world that could get me to try it. It tasted like chicken that was just really rubbery and really disconcerting to put a chicken toe in your mouth. Did you like dip it in like barbecue sauce or no? Nope, or, yeah. nope. straight in. Straight in. Huh. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Describe <laughs> your, this is a, this is kind of a tough one. Describe yourself in three words. Oh, gosh, that is tough. Uh, passionate loyal crazy yeah love it awesome what would you do with your 15 minutes of fame oh just tell people to be kind and calm down <laughs> so you your your 15 minutes would hold a press conference and say be nice calm okay. down I'd say, you know what, you don't know what that other person's going through. And maybe they cut you off in traffic, but maybe their kid is at home and needs to go to the hospital and they're just trying to get there. Just yeah. slow down and be kind and try and think about that other person. I'm going to use that because I kind of get upset, pick up with my kids. So I need to use that more. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so how many keys do you have on your keychain? Uh, for home or for work? Uh, we'll go work. Three, but I only know what two of them do. Oh. What about home? Bonus question. Two. House and car. That's it. Right. Yeah. Let's see. How if you could pick three people to have dinner with, who would they be? Oh my goodness. Yeah, um these are tough ones. They are, and I'm not good at thinking on the fly. Three people. Three people. Uh could be anybody. Yeah. Uh Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, no, you know what? Abraham Lincoln, my great grandfather on my mother's side, okay. and a, and my grandfather on mom's side because I never got to meet either of them. But I've been told by my mom and by my grandma that I'm a lot like both of them. That's a great answer. See, he knew that answer. So, no, that was tough. But if I had to pick one person to have a beer with, you know it's going to be you. I uh, appreciate that. Soon, my friend. Soon. <laughs> I hope so. If you could only choose one color to wear for the rest of your life, what would it be? All right, I'm going to say blue. But here's, here's what's not fair about your questions, my friend. I am a rare person that I don't have favorites. Like, if you say, what's your favorite color? I'm going to say, well... Are we talking about walls? Are we talking about cars? Are we talking about clothes? But I, I guess at the end of the day, when I'm putting my laundry away, my closet is full of blue. So that there must be it. So blue's the answer then. Blue's the this answer. This is the last one. Okay. If you could buy a yacht, what would you call it? Big boat. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't know if you should name it Jesus. <laughs> probably not. You know what? I... I some really good friends growing up, they, um, they were both reporters and they had not a yacht, but they had a boat and they called it assignment. 
which I thought was brilliant because they could tell people we're out on assignment. Oh, I like that. And I think I would steal that. Okay, that's a great So answer. maybe, maybe I, I would, so not to copy, I would call it assignment two. So I can say, well, I'm out on assignment two. That's great. That's, see, you, you did great. Those were, those are rapid fire. You're done. You can stop sweating now. That was great. You did a, you, and I feel like I know you a lot better since those, since I asked those questions. Oh, well, good. Well, hey, Matt, we're going to close things up. Um, we really do appreciate you coming on the show, uh, Mitch on Main's podcast, and being our first guest uh, on this. And, uh, I appreciate it. You know, I will say this, Matt is, um, not only is he a great guy, he's a smart guy, and I'm not just saying this because he's our first guest, but he is um, he is uh, very good at what he does. Um, and the Main Street Medina is lucky to have him, and um, I'm lucky to have him as a friend. So, uh, Matt, cheers. You have you and your family have a great holiday and we will speak to you soon. Sounds great, Mitch. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. This was Mitch on Main uh, podcast, and uh, we will we will have another episode, episode two. Just stay tuned. Thanks, everybody. Closing time.